a cuppa and a good chinwag? The story has real-life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Apostle Paul said, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Well, how did we receive Christ? Well, of course, we began the Christian life by trusting in Christ's work for us upon the cross. Sadly, many Christians then move away from the simplicity of trusting in Jesus And they begin to place their confidence in their works, church programs, worldly philosophies and teachings and so on. These then, in a very subtle way, become their life source. They've never understood or been taught that the Christ who saved them is also their source of life. It is He who began a good work in us and He alone who will complete it. And this explains why some Christians just don't seem to grow. Having begun in the Spirit, they try to be made perfect in the flesh. But it never works because they're drawing from inadequate resources. Consequently, they get stuck in the same place with the same problems. And yet, bring those same people back to a simple faith in Jesus and then watch them grow. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. We're asking the question this week, are you deficient or sufficient? In other words, will God ever allow you to be in a situation where you don't have the resources to cope with it? And over the last couple of days, Ken's been challenging us about a concept which is pretty common in the Christian life, that is of viewing ourselves as sometimes incomplete or inadequate or in need of some sort of shot in the arm every now and again. And Ken, you've been encouraging us and challenging us to see ourselves in a different light, that we are actually sufficient in all things, that God has already given the things to us that we need. That's right, Phil. You know, what we receive when we were born again is life, not religion, not rules and regulations, Mm -hmm. not a to-do list, but (laughs) life. In fact, uh, John says, he that has the Son has life. Or as I've said before, if you look at that in the Greek, it's he that has the Son has the life. Uh, That's the word Zoe, which means a quality of life as possessed by the one who gave it. In other words, we have Christ's life. I know know a Zoe. Do you? Yeah, I'll have to tell her. Maybe she already knows. (laughs) Well, if you know a Zoe, tell her she's got a beautiful name. Tell her what it means. Um, It means a quality of life as possessed by the one who gave it. So the Bible says that we are partakers of the divine nature because we have received Christ by the Holy Spirit living in us. Now, There's nothing more natural than life and growth. I Mm. I think one of our problems in the Christian life, Phil, if I can say this, is that we tend to think about Christianity and about the church itself and the kingdom of God uh, in a pragmatic way. Uh, What what I mean by that is, um, you know, we're we're told in order to get something, we've got to do this, we've got to do Mm. that. It's It's a very sort of like a pragmatic approach. And, you know, read your Bible so many minutes every day, pray, do this. Have you done this today? And it's almost kind of like a mechanical sort of process that we're, we're, we're uh, conditioned to view the Christian life. And, and can I say this also, as a pastor, you know, um, we, we, we get hit with the same things. You know, if you want to grow your church, which is an expression, grow your church, as if I could grow a church. We go to church growth seminars or conferences and we learn all the tricks of the trade. Yeah. Well, we might be able to manipulate numbers or something like that, but the church is an organic body. It's the, it's the body of Christ. And uh, there's nothing more natural than growth. In fact, 
I've come to the conclusion that if I try to grow the church, I'm trying to do something that Jesus never told me to do. He said, I will build my church. He told us to make disciples. That's what we should be getting on with, making disciples. But everybody trying to inflate the numbers of their their congregation so that they can, quote, grow their church. But aren't there some things that we can do either in the church sense or ourselves uh, to stimulate that growth? If you talk about it as yeah. a, a, a growth thing, more organic, yeah. uh, you think of a seed. There's exactly. not much that we can do to a seed that will make it grow or not. That's right. Except we can maybe help the process by giving it some water and fertilizer yeah. and, you know. Well, I think we spoke about sunlight. that earlier on in the week is that, you know, we we can uh, be responsible for the environment by uh, being in an environment that is conducive mm. to growth, you know. And we saw that Peter said that uh, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But that growth that is captured within a seed that's, that's in there that is released when you water it and give yep. it sunlight, the right environment was put there by God. There wasn't anything we could do to no. put that growth in there that says, hey, presto, out yeah. comes a plant. And that's the miracle of life, isn't it? I mean, there's a parable where Jesus illustrated that so well. He said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and he should sleep by day and, and rise by night and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. And then he goes on to speak about how it is in the kingdom of God. These things happen. In fact, the yeah. word that is used there is the word automati, uh, from which we get the word automatically. Yeah. Uh, in other words, all by itself. I mean, the farmer, he goes to bed. <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying. He goes to bed. He, he's not out there, you know, kind of sitting over the seed with a flute playing and hoping <laughs> that, you know, that will kind of uh, cause it to grow. <laughs> I have to stop doing that in my vegetable garden? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the neighbours yeah. are just worrying about you, Bill. <laughs> Uh, and it's like that in the Christian life. You know, we, we tend to kind of take it all back upon ourselves, like yeah. the, the to-do list, the things we must do uh, to grow as a Christian, to be successful as a Christian, or to grow a church, or to, to grow a ministry. We need to think organically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, at the risk of quoting this incorrectly, um, I think it was Paul who said uh, something like, you know, I planted and Apollos watered, and yeah. and God made it grow. God gave the increase. That's right. It was yeah. God who the one who, who did that. So. What you're saying, though, if I'm getting this right, is that often in order to make things happen in our lives or our ministry or whatever, we will try to artificially manipulate things so that you know, we can get the desired result. When all the time God is actually at work in us anyway and in his church and we should just sit back and, and let him do what you know, he's doing naturally through the Spirit. Yeah. And if, if that's the case, what's our role? Okay, well, I have a saying and it's um, everything you need lives inside you. You know, we've been talking this week about... Um, this sort of myth that we have to go here and there to get something that we don't already have. We everything we need lives inside us. But how do we? How do we? If you like, activate that, or how do, how does that work in our lives? Mm. Well, of course, the Bible says that the key to living the Christian life is by faith in Christ, by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, and and Paul said, you know, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean to say that we're passive, you know, that we just hang loose and wait for things to happen. Uh, Paul says that we are to work out our own salvation, mm. knowing that it's God that works in me. Now, let me give you an example of that. Um, Christians often talk about getting the victory. See, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about. It's like we've got to get something that we don't already have. And so we, we talk about getting the victory. Now, the New Testament actually teaches that the victory has already been won. We have the victory already. We have the victory. Jesus was tempted. He was tried in every way possible that a human being can be tried and tested and tempted. But he overcame. 
When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't say it is partially completed. He cried out, it is finished. Mm. And the Greek language, this is just one word, tetelestai, it means it is perfectly perfect. It is completely complete. Satan, sin, the world, the flesh, death and life have all been conquered by him. So we don't need to get the victory because he's already won it. Um, Now he gives us the victory. You know, the Bible says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get really practical for a minute, though, Ken. If you're in the middle of something where you're feeling like you're not victorious, Mm. uh, you have some major health issue or just some challenge that's there, and what do you do in that situation? Well, it works by faith. You know, we said earlier on the key to the Christian life is is living by faith. So, Mm. um, you know, again, talking in this context of victory, John says, whoever is born of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Mm. So what it's saying is our faith in the fact that Jesus has um, totally empowered us for the totality of life. So in that situation, we live one step at a time, one day at a time, believing that God's grace is going to be sufficient for us um, because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Now, we might get up each day not knowing what's going to happen, but we do know this, that we are equipped and empowered for whatever that day may bring to us. And that's where we must leave it for today, but more tomorrow on the theme Deficient or Sufficient. And until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book This Is The Life, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.